Hey guys, it's Morgan here. I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally, and I want to welcome you to YoungAdults.Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. And as always, I'm joined today by my co-host, Josiah Keneally. Josiah, thank you so much for joining us. And I know we have a very special guest today. So... 100%. I'm really excited, and it's my honor to introduce Chris Hogan. Chris is a best-selling author, a personal finance expert, and he's actually America's leading voice on re- retirement, investing, and building wealth. His goal is to help as many people as possible avoid financial traps and set their families up for the future. That is exciting. In his book, Retire Inspired, It's Not an Age, It's a Financial Number, is a number one national bestseller. And The Chris Hogan Show has millions of downloads. Chris also is a regular contributor on the Entree Leadership Podcast, which is a top podcast on business and leadership. He's speaking all across the country at events and works with business leaders, professional athletes, and entertainers to help them set goals and navigate their financial issues. So, Chris, I will just say welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you. Absolutely. I need to take you on the road with me with that kind of introduction. Uh, It's an honor to be with you guys. I look forward to talking with you and uh, definitely helping as many people as we can. That is one of my missions in life. We're grateful for that and your voice, both the powerful, soothing voice that you have and just the voice of wisdom is like a voice a lot like Solomon, that people come from all across the country, all across the world to ask questions. And so today we get to ask you questions on behalf of college ministry leaders young adult pastors. And I'll just say my wife, Micah, and I, we have heard you speak at a couple events yep. live. We've listened to both of your audiobooks. Twice. In fact, <laughs> um, when we went on our honeymoon, we decided we need to start our marriage two and a half years ago with the end in mind. We want to begin with the end in mind. And we just thought, man, this is a topic that retirement, sometimes it scares 20-somethings to think that far into the future. So we're really excited. Thanks for spending time with us. Let's get going. Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. Chris, we're going to start off right away with your story. So can you kick us off by sharing your story in a brief snippet? Sure, sure. Well, I was born and raised in Kentucky, a family of uh, a large family, uh, very connected, very kind, loving, and uh, was able to pursue an athletic career uh, and uh, really use that athletic career to begin into the business world. And after completing grad school and uh, getting my master's, I went into the banking industry and really began to learn a little more about money. I did not know a lot. And so, you know, in that process, beginning to have your eyes open, but then at the same time, still making some of those dumb mistakes that you make with money because you think you're being normal (laughs) and doing what you need to do. And so moving along that path, eventually owned my own mortgage company, uh, then went into mainstream banking, then into the investing side, and eventually was able to cross paths with a man named Dave Ramsey uh, after I was here in Tennessee almost some 15 years ago. Wow. And um, had a great opportunity to get connected with him and his mission and uh, was invited to join the team and be a part of it. And uh, it has been a fantastic ride these 15 years. 
That is awesome. That's amazing. I know Dave Ramsey is one of our heroes simply because when I was 16 years old, I had a part-time job and my manager at work said, you need to listen to this guy, put up with him because he screams a little bit on the air and he does tell people to cut up their credit cards. But I'll tell you what, Chris, he blessed my life because because of his wisdom, I was able to graduate college debt-free. We've been able to enter marriage debt-free. We've been able to then follow the call of God and any dream that God places on our hearts. So Dave Ramsey and you are both two people that we want to draw wisdom from. And so can you just tell me this? How did you become passionate about helping people thrive and not just survive, but really thrive in their financial lives? Good job. Yeah, I think it really all starts with my family. You know, my grandmother and grandfather were amazing people. And uh, the, the aspect of love inside of our family for ourselves, but I also saw them being very active in the community mm-hmm. and caring for people. And so this was something that was just a normal part of life for me. And so I I realized, you know, people matter. And I was only able to achieve things because people saw stuff inside of me, teachers, family members, uh, professors, coaches, and believed in me and pushed me. And so, you know, I really admire that. And I essentially approach what I do now as a coach, meaning I want to help other people get better. Mm -hmm. And in order to help people to get better, you got to push them. You got to challenge them. Uh, You have to see hope in them that maybe they don't see in themselves. Wow, that's good. Yeah. And so it's really important for me to be that positive, encouraging voice. Uh, And I'll get on people at times and push them. (laughs) But that's what coaches do, right? Totally. That's so good. I feel like we could just huddle up with you right now and just (laughs) say a good prayer about finances. But Chris, we also know from from your books and just from listening to you that you did the largest study of millionaires ever done. And you found some very interesting things. Um, So how can or can everyday people really become millionaires? Yeah, when we embarked on this mission, it was came from doing a media event. And I was on a panel and a gentleman had the last word. And so I'm sitting there and he looked into the camera and he told people, the American dream is dead and gone. Hmm. It's not possible to build wealth anymore. Uh, so you just have to try to do what you can. And I remember sitting there so angry because I knew that there was a single mom or, or a widow or a young couple or not so young couple out there hearing that and they might give up hope right and so i knew the truth i knew what's possible if you stay focused and you're diligent with the lord's blessings in your life and you understand that he's the owner and you're the manager and you approach things the right way i know what could happen so yes we did do the largest study of the millionaires that has ever been done we talked over ten thousand across the country and what we found out was the american dream is not only alive but it's available That's amazing. and there's an opportunity for people out out there to just stay focused and to be diligent and to be aware and you can have a plan and it doesn't matter how much you make it doesn't matter where you went to school it doesn't matter where you grew up it's about what you decide to do as an adult and the mm-hmm. opportunity is available that's good you know <clears throat> i think the word that sticks out to me so much is that there's hope wherever right. people are at in life whether they're they feel like maybe they're drowning in debt their dreams are delayed mm-hmm. maybe they have fear that their dream might have died. They once had a dream, but you know what? I think that first off, the thing that people need to hear on this podcast is there's hope. Wherever yes. you're at today, there's hope. And no, then- I, I agree with you. I don't. I think life without hope is is dark and bleak. 
And, you know, you all know as well as I do that our Lord and Savior is that source of light yes. and, and believes in us. And he has designed us to be able to have gifts. And those gifts are meant to be shared. Mm-hmm. And so for people that are out there that have whatever predicament they've got themselves in, uh, relational, financial, uh, understanding first and foremost, he is the, that source of hope. But at the same time, we're also meant for community. Life is not meant to be done alone. That's right. And so reach out. And that's why, you know, I'm very adamant about connecting people and and really making sure they understand that, hey, I understand you made mistakes. I've made them, but I'm moving forward. And the goal is, is not to repeat that same mistake, but to grow forward. And especially in this area of finances, because it impacts every area. You know, I, I was talking the other day to a friend about the story of the Good Samaritan. And, you know, in the in Luke, as they talk about that, there's a few things we've heard this story and we go by it. But I, I want to bring to people's attention because some people will say, well, wealth is evil. And I'll say, no, no, no. It's the love of money. Right. Right. There are over 800 scriptures in the Bible about money. Why? It's a tool. It's something that can trip us up or it can help us go forward. But most of all, it can help us be a blessing. And in the story of the Good Samaritan, if that man, the Good Samaritan, did not have financial means, if wow. he did not have wealth, He's not the good Samaritan. He's just a good person. Mm -hmm. He would have walked right by and not been able to help. And so because he did have wealth and the desire to help, he was able to step in and intercede and support someone that he didn't know. And so it's this mindset around it that we have to become educated and understand that money is a tool and we can use that tool for good. That's amazing. Yep. So diving one step deeper into that, Chris, so many people, I think, believe that it's an honor to be poor, but instead we want to switch, flip the script a little bit to view ourselves as stewards of every blessing that God's given us, relationships, community that you talked about, hope. We can become hope dealers. And then even stewarding, when we have wealth, we're able to generously bless other people. And then we're blessed to be a blessing. So how could maybe people who've grown up with a mindset of poverty or limiting or a scarcity mindset, how could people get into a healthier mindset that it's not an honor to be poor, but it's it's really an honor to be able to help people out? Yeah, no, I would agree. I think, you know, I don't know if people view it as an honor, but they tend to wear it as this reason that they can't get better. Right. And in psychology, they talk about this aspect called a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's where if you see yourself as not being good and not able to do good, then you're more apt to continue to do things to not allow you to be good. But we also know the definition of insanity. And that is to keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And so what I think is that what we do is have to start to believe, start to believe that, hey, the dreams you have inside of your heart, that stuff that you feel called to do and propelled to do for yourself, for your family, or the people that you love, that's not an accident. That's something that's inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so I think regardless of where you grew up or maybe the family that you were around, because we all have crazy in our family. Uh, We just do. And, And that's just real. But as adults, we get to choose to decide what we believe. We get to choose to decide the path that we're going to take. And so I would ask people to really think about it. All of us have the desire to want to help others. That's the human spirit. But I'm going to tell you, as someone that was in debt and didn't have the means many years ago, to hear about friends or family that were in need and not have the means to help hurt my heart. And it was one of those things that I felt bad that I wasn't able to do more or to do what I wanted to do. And so what you have to do with that is to decide that where I am right now doesn't have to be where I end up. And that means if you're up to your eyes in credit card debt or student loan debt or whatever it is, but you're going to make a decision to fix it. 
and by leaning on the Lord for your strength mm -hmm. and, and, and leaning on yourself to gain knowledge and, and actions, it can be fixed. And I think that's one of the things that I want people to know. You can do better. The better is available. That's beautiful. Chris, because I was actually at a university and it was, I was going to school for ministry and a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm called to ministry, but I'm good. So that means I'm going to be poor. And I just wanted to say, I'm like, no, just because you're called to ministry does not equal poor. The Bible says, take care of the poor, you know, and to be able to take care of the elders and take care of the, the older, the, the children, the women and all that kind of stuff. So it was very interesting for me because I just completely agree with you. Like we have a choice and mm -hmm. we get to team up with God in that choice and we get to steward what he has given us. And, and if we do it, it'll be done well and giving him the honor and glory in that process. So you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. You don't have to wait until you've built wealth to be able to give. Right. Right. You don't have to wait to be able to give of your time and your talent. And so giving is available to us right now. Right. What I think happens is, is as you build wealth, it really reveals more of who you are. And so if you're an unkind person with a little, you're probably going to be an unkind person with a lot. Wow. And so I think it's important for us to have that spirit of generosity and that spirit of awareness. And first and foremost, understanding we're not owners, we're managers. That's so good. Lord yep. owns it all. And so when you think like that, it helps us to have this better viewpoint and better vantage point. And then it does put you in a position. I heard a story of a, a, a woman that was on the airplane, and I won't say the line of the airline, but she was on the airplane and she was talking to the person beside her as we all do when we travel and the person beside her asked her what she did and what she said was she said i'm a teacher for homeless students hmm. meaning that she teaches kids that don't have a home i mean think about that for a minute right and so the people around her were listening to her and she was talking about the struggles that these kids have not always having a meal before they come in but she's trying to do what she can for these kids and someone leaned up and handed her this this wad of money and they was like hey will you please take this and do something for the kids and she said oh no sir i wasn't telling you the story to get money and that person said i know i could hear it in your heart that you care mm -hmm. but i have this and i would love for you to go do it anyway at the end of the flight people were so compelled by this woman's heart to help these kids she ended up getting off the plane with close to fifteen hundred dollars wow that she said she was going to go and to make sure that these kids had a breakfast and a lunch right now, i don't know about you but if you're sitting on that plane and you don't have the ability because of the credit cards and the student loan debt, who doesn't want to be able to give to causes that you feel compelled to? Who doesn't want to step up and be a part of the solution mm -hmm. to the many issues and, and, and areas of concern we have around this country? And so if we put ourselves financially in a position, we can be a blessing to other people. Absolutely. And exercise that giving muscle, even when we have a little, God does bless yes. that. So. And I'm, I'm so glad you said that. And that's my <laughs> point. We can do that now, whether you're mm -hmm. spending time talking to someone that might be going through a tough time or you're praying for them, giving, if you're giving money or you're going over, listen, if you've got a friend that has multiple kids and you don't have money to give, but you could go over and watch the kids for that mm -hmm. single mom, trust me, you're blessing. giving them a blessing, right? <laughs> yes. And so yes. we need to learn to give right now and Giving peace of mind to a single mom or a single dad is a huge help. I think it's beautiful. Chris, what would you tell somebody maybe early on in their career, whether in their 20s or 30s, and they're a young adult leader in ministry in terms of preparing now for retirement later on? So it's not 60 wondering, when am I going to retire? It's, hey, no. how can I begin this process and steward everything that God has given me in this season, even when I have a little? 
Yeah, I think it's really important, especially for people that are in ministry that have the heart to help others, uh, because they, they're, they're always looking for ways to assist others. Mm -hmm. But here's what I've learned. Oftentimes, helpers aren't good at asking for help. They're good at giving help, but they're not good at asking for it. So I want people out there that are in the ministry to sit down with somebody and talk about this financial stuff Brilliant. for you to be able to get yourself out of debt and begin to invest. Now, when you start younger, you set yourself up for blessings later and you have an opportunity. And so I told people my first book, Retire Inspired, I released it in 2016. And it was America's wake up call for retirement because I was honestly burdened. Mm -hmm. I was worried about people that they're going to have to work longer and harder. <clears throat> so retirement's not an age it's a it's a financial number and so putting yourself in a position early by using uh in tools of investing roth iras iras 401ks growth stock mutual funds doing that early allows you to grow your money for later that's good that's so exciting chris because i mean i remember being 16 years old hearing Dave Ramsey, and that's when I opened a retirement account, and the and the bank manager had a really hard time opening a retirement account for a minor, because <laughs> it had to be a custodial account under yes. my parents' name, yes. but then when I turned 18, <clears throat> that money, and then, so what we just believe in is saving for retirement. The Bible talks about saving, giving, and living on less than you make, and then at the same time, my airplane story is we were just on a trip, and I sat next to a guy who told me he was on his last flight of his career. He was 63 years old. Mm -hmm. He was set up with wealth. He had prepared very well financially for retirement. And I said, well, tell me about your life. How have you prepared aside from financially? And he looked at me and he said, I haven't. And my heart was crushed to hear his story as he shared about two girls, two grandkids that he has never spent time with. And he's hoping now in retirement to kind of, in his own words, make up for lost time. Right. And I pray that that works out for him. But if the question I would have for you about retirement, how can people begin to dream besides financially? How can people prepare now for a mm -hmm. lifetime beyond just a career, just a job? To, to their dream, to making other people's dreams possibility and reality, how could they prepare and have a vision for their own retirement? Well, I think, you know, you hear stories like that, you go, wow, you know, the, the Lord wants us to be well-rounded, mm -hmm. right? And to not only be prepared financially, but also in relationships and family and social. And I think it's really important for us to understand, I don't want to leave from something and go to nothing. Right. I want you to leave from whatever it is you're doing and go to the next phase, exactly. the next chapter. Yep. And so the dreaming part, I really get people to sit down and think about what's deep inside of your heart. Mm -hmm. Like if money were no issue, what are some things you always wanted to do? And so there's a free tool at my website, chrishogan360.com called the RIQ, the Retire Inspired Quotient. And that helps people understand the numbers of what they'll need, but it starts off with dreaming. So and good. I get people to think about, do you want to hang out at a lake house? Do you want to you know, travel at, with family? Do you want to spend time with mm -hmm. your kids? Do you want to start a business? I try to get people thinking because we have the dreams inside of us. Unfortunately, what life has done has caused that dream to become suppressed because we've been so busy with things buzzing, ringing, and dinging that we're out of touch with ourselves. <laughs> wow. And so yep. I think taking some time and sit down, if you're single or newly single, get with somebody that loves you, an accountability partner, and start to talk out loud. If you're married, you've got a built-in accountability partner. Mm -hmm. So talk to your spouse about some of the dreams you all want to do. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, let's move from talking about it to being about it. And that is having a plan that'll get you there. 
I love that part. I love that. There's so many things. We have a lot of dreams, but we need to be dreamers and doers. It's kind of like you're sitting in a kayak, and if you're only dreaming, you're spinning in circles. If you're only doing and chasing the ringing and dinging, you're spinning in circles. But when we're praying and we're we're doing and we're, we're propelling ourselves forward into that future that God hopefully has for us, that we can be able to enjoy that versus spinning in circles and out of control. So... Well, and so, Chris, we do this thing for the last five minutes of every podcast episode where we do five and five, and it's the final thoughts. Mike and I team up to ask you five questions in five minutes. You get 60 seconds to, okay. to hit All a right. home run. So it's almost All like right, a home run derby. Hold on. Let me take a deep breath. <laughs> Better start stretching now. All right, all, all right. right, I'm ready. I think I right. think I'm ready. Okay, all right, Chris, question number one. What has surprised you about student loans? The sheer fact of how much it's delaying people from living the quality of their life. Uh, the fact that it's 1.6 trillion in student loans right now, impacting more than 44 million Americans, uh, it is an epidemic and it's something that has to stop. Mm-hmm. We can't have young people signing uh, uh, financial documents they don't understand right. for payments that they can't afford later. Right. It's one of our passions is to see people set up for success to follow every dream that God gives them. and. The number one thing we see that allows you to do that is if you have financial stability and if you're a wise mm-hmm. steward and the thing that debilitates, delays, and ultimately causes dreams to die is debt. And so maybe, Chris, could you give us one tidbit of encouragement or financial advice that you would give to someone who's struggling with not being where they want to be today? Mm. Well, I think when you tap in and you understand I'm not where I want to be right now, you've got two choices. You can let that defeat you or you can let that motivate you. Mm -hmm. And so what I want you to do is to look back at all the blessings and all the opportunities that you've had in your life and understand you're capable. And so I want you to start to dream and then I want you to start to plan and take an action will start to get you to get out of that mindset. Satan will give you negative Mm -hmm. thoughts. I want you to come back with blessings, understand who you are and who you've just been designed to be. And that is a child of God and somebody with opportunity. Amen. That's amazing. It's having that breakthrough moment for yourself. Speaking of breakthrough moments, what is your favorite story of financial breakthrough? Oh, well, I mean, there's, you know, having a chance to be around this organization, Ramsey Solutions, for over 15 years, almost 15 years, uh, and dealing with money for over 25 years, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things. I'm so proud of people. And one of my favorite stories is dealing with a single mom. Uh, She walked through a very terrible divorce. Uh, She had two daughters, and she was in a tough spot. She was really close to having to go on public assistance, Mm -hmm. food stamps. And so sitting down with her and talking with her about her situation and about the changes she was going to have to make. Well, long story short, she got serious. And I'll never forget that she came in and she goes, I'm going to do this. And I asked her why. And she Mm -hmm. said, my two daughters are counting on me. And I know I can do this. And to see the way that she not only turned things around, but started modeling this behavior for her daughters was amazing. And I'm so proud of Mary. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is someone that's going to do amazing things. And I have a heart for single moms. I'm the product of a single mom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, seeing her do that and seeing her motivation, it just, it makes me happy to this day. That's beautiful. Praise God for stories of breakthrough. And Chris, I think sometimes people hear someone like yourself and they think, oh man, he's 
he's got it all figured out. And the truth is, we've all paid stupid tax. We've all <laughs> made dumb, you know, dumb mistakes with money, M- myself included, Mike included, yourself included. And sometimes those moments can help us be motivated to not make that same mistake twice. And would you be willing to tell us one of the most epic failures, because failure can actually instruct us and teach Mm -hmm. us to be wiser. Would you go there and share us one of the most epic failures you've ever personally experienced in the area of money? Oh, without a doubt. I have done my share of financial stupid, my friends, uh, and it is epic. Uh, the, the, the biggest one was uh, coming, going to look, and I'm doing quotation marks with look, at an SUV. And I was just going to look, and lo and behold, I come home, not only with an SUV, but also a car payment, massive car payment, uh, just absolutely ridiculous. And so it's one of those things that I, it, working through that process, that was my breakthrough moment, that I knew once I paid this thing off, I would never, ever, 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 ever have another car loan or a car payment again. It was never gonna happen. And so through that process, I think I learned a lot. And that's what I want your listeners to understand. What you're, where you are right now is an opportunity for you to have that breakthrough moment as well. For you to become sick and tired of being sick and tired, as Dave says, and you start to change things for yourself. And so, yeah, that car thing payment was an issue. And here's what I learned from that. Be careful what you go to look at right? Don't go looking, right? You got to be careful. And so I don't do that anymore, right? I do not go look. I'm clear about what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. That's so good. So very last question. If you could tell a group of college pastors and young adult ministry leaders one thing, what would you leave them with today? If I could tell them one thing, what would I leave them with today? Yeah. Um, I would tell them, well, it's probably my, it's my tagline from the Chris Hogan show. Stay focused. You're not finished meaning stay focused on what the Lord has called you to do in your life. Stay focused on your dreams and goals that you have for in your life and be very clear on what you want, but be certain of what you don't want and only take steps that lead you in that direction. And you can do this and you're going to impact many people's lives and be a blessing to many. Stay focused. You're not finished. Amen. And Chris, that is a message that preaches so well because that's the message of Jesus. He, he, he finishes our battles. He fights our battles for us. So thank you for a great conversation today. I feel amped up. When I'm around you, I just feel like I can go change the world. And we believe in a great God. And I think that you helped a group of people today believe in themselves again. So we just want to say thank you so much. You can find out more about Chris Hogan, Retire Inspired, and Everyday Millionaires in our show notes when you connect with us on our website at youngadults.today, as well as on social media across all platforms is at youngadults.today. So until next time, this is Josiah and Micah signing off with Chris Hogan. Yep, and we're not finished yet. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Right now, yeah.